Welcome to Let's Get Lit Podcast. God damn it. I knew you were going to do that. The book club podcast with a twist. I wasn't ready. It's okay. I'm here to catch you when you fall. And by catch you, I mean shove you to the ground and take all of the glory for myself. I'm Star. And I'm Brandy. And this week we are going to chat about our upcoming book, which is... That's less to take the key. Less. <laughs> less. 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 Our book is Less by Andrew Shron- Andrew Sean Greer. So clearly. Let me try again. And this week our book is Less by Andrew Sean Greer. That's a really hard name to say. It is. I it's easier to read than it is to say. It looks way easier when you look at it on paper. I also was about to say, and what are we drinking this week? But I feel like we got to be honest with the people, which is that we're drinking basically all of the half open bottles of <laughs> wine that you have in your house. Where it was like, hey, let's finish all it's of been these a off. Hard week. I get it. I get it. And I feel like less is more. Get it. Get it. I get it. So I don't know a ton about this book other than when I read the back cover, it basically looked like Eat, Pray, Love. Ooh. But, like, gayer, which sounds really good. You can't go wrong with a gay, gay version of Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, it won the Pulitzer Prize. Okay. And I'm excited to read it. Although, the cover yeah, makes it look real depressing. Excited. Well, the cover makes... Like, let me just explain the cover of this book. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but honestly... But here we go, breaking all the rules. Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> so, the cover of the book is lightish teal blue, and it has a weird pink stripe on the right side, which doesn't belong there. And it says less in big letters in the middle, and then there's like a guy who's falling kind of upside down madman style and okay. writing on pieces of paper that are like flying everywhere and he looks very anxious. And this This sounds like my autobiography. I'm into it. It just looks like a picture of a depressed anxiety attack person and a biography of my life. I'm into it. It looks depressing, but I could give it a go. Well, you say it looks depressing. So just like reading the cover and the person who recommended it to us said it was super funny and said it was like a really light, like kind of like fluffy read, which I'm excited about. I feel like we need some more fluff fluff in our life. In Um, the fluff. Yeah. In the fluff is my fave. (laughs) Um, So I'm hoping that it's a funny book. I'm hoping that I laugh a lot. I hope that I relate to the main character, and I can't see why I wouldn't if he's fallen down all the time, because that's my jam. That is your jam. <laughs> so I have uh, that market cornered. Typically at this point in the podcast is when we would start talking about the drinks that we're drinking. So, um, like, what kind of bottles of wine do we have open? All of them? We do have multiple bottles of wine open. We're drinking Malbec right now. But Started I Started with a Pinot. More headed Im- to Chardonnay. More important to talk about the fact that I am viewing this book as, like, a midlife crisis, and I felt like drinking all of the open bottles of wine in my house sounds fitting. And what are you pairing it with? I'm pairing it with Humphrey Slocomb Ice Cream Secret Breakfast, which is literally my favorite ice cream in the whole entire world. And literally my idea of a balanced breakfast. Humphrey Slocomb is a San Francisco ice cream company, and I was introduced to this when I was, like, 20, and it's the best ice cream ever. It is a bourbon ice cream with cornflake cookies and it might not sound good but it's amazing it sounds amazing you also made cookies which you're not eating but Mm. i am Mm -hmm. it pairs really well with the ice cream i have no complaints here this is the most fun i've ever had at book club (laughs) (laughs) i mean i didn't read shit but like i'm eating and drinking all the stuff i know and my stomach is receiving it all pleasantly I'm sure I'll feel great tomorrow. I feel like my life has been really overwhelming lately. Why? And like work? Yeah, I just like have stuff to do and it's annoying. And I, you know, there was a Having point... Having stuff to do is definitely annoying. Say no more, but tell me everything. I wanted... I like being able to get off work at 5 o'clock and just come home and not five have o'clock. to do other Try things. 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock and go to happy hour, but sure. Oh, oh my God. That's never been an option for me, but that sounds amazing. Oh. 
I'm so sorry. For I your want life. to get off work at four o'clock, but like, not like sneak out, but just actually be done and yeah. not have anything else to do, and then go home and not have any more mental tasks to take care of. And I just feel like I've been busy. Like work has been busy. Come home, it's been busy. Everything's annoying. I don't have enough food in my house, mm-hmm. and basically that's my life right now. It's annoying. It sounds so really great. I'm hoping that this book is going to just be like a little a escape piece. Yeah. Well, it looks funny. I hope it's funny. It won a Pulitzer. I have mixed... What could possibly go wrong? Well, I have, like, mixed feelings about Pulitzer winning books. So, tell us the pros. Tell us the cons. <sighs> or just give us deep sighs. No, I will. So, I'm, I pulled up a list of Pulitzers. So, f- I'm going to start from, from the aughts. Okay. Because I just feel like that's the right place to start. So, of all the Pulitzers, you want me to tell you what the Pulitzers in the aughts were? Yeah, tell me every single one. There's 18, but I'll, I'll do my best. Tell me if you've read them. Yes. Um, really? I don't know. Tell me. The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. No. Empire Falls. No. Middlesex. Yes. Me too. The Known World. No. You? No. I'm assuming if you don't respond, I you didn't either. No. Okay. Yeah. The only one so far, so far is Middlesex. So far, one for three. Yeah. Gilead. Yes. Really? Yes. Is it good? Yes. Okay. March. No. Also no. The Road. Yes. By Cormac McCarthy. Yes. I've really wanted to read that. I like the movie. It's really disturbing, but yeah. I mean, if you've seen the movie, I don't know why you would read the book, to be honest. But oh, really? I don't really remember the end that much. I think I mean, the mom, like, walks off into the... Yeah, let's not book club that one, because it's a real downer, and I don't think we can make it funny. But, like, the end of the world as we know it, it's a thing. It's a, you know, popular genre these days. Fair enough. Um, The Brief and Wondrous Life of yes. Oscar. Wow. Wow. I read that one, too. You did? Mm-hmm. Um, did you like it? I had... Yes. I did, but I had mixed feelings about it because I guess, well, I guess this gets my point, but let me read the rest of these and then I'll do it. Okay, I'll the put The Orphan Master's in it. Son. No. Olive Kittredge. No. Tinkers. No. A Visit from the Goon Squad. No. Ooh, they didn't give one a Pulitzer in 2012. Wow, nothing was worthwhile to them? <laughs> Wouldn't that suck if you like if first like, if your like best novel was published in two thousand and twelve and they're like and they're like there's literally no one worth honoring. I feel like for our next episode we should look up why that is because I'm curious as hell. Well, there's a link on Wikipedia. I could just do it now. I mean, you could, but we're trying to like eat cookies and ice cream. Is now really the time to go down that rabbit hole? Maybe. The goldfinch. One or that. Are you saying that's the next book yeah. on the list? Yeah. Yes, I've read that. Is that good? Yeah, it's great. Everyone loved it. Everyone? It's really Has heavily... Has other people read it? Everyone's read that book. It's really into art. Um, I haven't, and you don't like art. Okay, you would love it, and okay. I say that with pure disdain. <laughs> um, but I really didn't like it. I just couldn't get my head around the subject matter or care. But yes, you should read it. Everyone else, you will love it. A star is on her own and hating it. All the light we cannot see. Yes. You haven't read that? What's I wrong with you? I had it, and I read the first, like, three chapters on repeat, and I just, like, could not get into it, and I gave up. You're a loser. It's a great book. Everyone said it's a great book, but I... Everyone's right. Except you. The Sympathizer. No. And the, I can't sympathize. The Underground Railroad. Oh my god, I love the Underground Railroad. I haven't read that either. You would love that one. Actually, we should read that for book club. You already Except, read it. I know, but I guess we can't do it. We could reread it. I've read it two years ago. Okay. All right, so... That's it? That's, I mean, and then last one in 2018. No. So let me just let me just backtrack a little bit. I liked Middlesex a lot. Mm-hmm. You even named it as one of your favorite books that you read. I, I will I will stand by that. I like The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow. Okay. And You didn't I think like all the light we cannot see. I didn't. Because you can't see for <sighs> shit. Fair also. I think that 
my issue with a lot of the things that won the Pulitzer. So let me just also say the old man in the sea won the Pulitzer. And I think that my, that's my point. They are say no more, but tell us everything. (laughs) So I think that the books that tend to win that prize are so like navel gazing. Like they're just the worst. They're just the worst in a way where you're just, you know, books about authors where they're just like, I'm going to write about the trials and tribulations of being like a writer, a writer. Yeah. It's awful. Yes. And books like Eat, Pray, Love, I liked. That's about an author. I know. And I don't know why I like that one. Maybe because I could relate to it more, but. Can I confess something? I've never read that book. Really? No. It's it's like a good escapist. Well, that's. It's just at the point now where I'm like, it's too late. I feel like mm-hmm. I already know what happened. And they've, like, done so many different versions of it at this point yeah. that I would be like, this is stupid. But I would have loved it if I read it at the time. Yeah. I'm sure. I did love it when I read it at the time. And I haven't revisited it, so I may change my mind. But I think that I, think that I just don't like books that are... They just seem so self-centered. And, like, even if they are... Even if they try to, like, poke fun at the fact that they're self-centered. Mm-hmm. You know when authors just... It feels like it's just so try-hard. I'm like, stop trying so hard. Yeah. I get it. You're like, you don't have to, like, put on this big show for me. Sure, I'm here. I'm with you. Just tell me the frickin' story. Yes. Um, I feel like we should probably read the book jacket for this, but I also realize the book jacket is in my purse, which is all the way across the room. Um, I think I have it somewhere. Let me see. Hold on. In my purse. Entertain the people. Okay, people. I am here to entertain you. And as soon as someone says that, I don't know what to say to you. But I will just say that I'm really excited to read this book. Where's your purse? It's, uh, you're never going to find it. It's like hidden in a dark, dark corner. Um, but I also hate books that try too hard. I feel like it's very hipster and I am worried that this book is going to be a little hipster just in reading the reviews of it. Like, ugh, people just have a lot to say. How did you find that so quickly? I hit it very well. I go through your things on a regular basis. Well, you're very professional. I guess that means you've earned the right to read aloud. Don't worry. I entertained everyone fully. I said so many interesting insights. Such as, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what she's doing. But this book seems a little hipster. Oh, look, she's found the book. And now you're caught up? Read it, please. Okay. Who says you can't run away from your problems? You are a failed novelist about to turn 50. A wedding invitation arrives in the mail. Your boyfriend of the past nine years is engaged to someone else. You can't say yes. It would be too awkward. And you can't say no. It would look like defeat. On your desk are invitations to a half-baked literary events around the world. Question, how do you arrange to skip town? Answer, you accept them all. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Thus begins an around-the-world-in-80-days fantasia that will take the novelist Arthur Less to Mexico, Italy, Germany, Morocco, India, and Japan and put thousands of miles between him and a plight he refuses to face. When the bestseller embraced by readers everywhere, a love oh, welcome to the bestseller embraced by readers everywhere. A love story, a satire of the American abroad, a rumination on time and the human heart. Less shows a writer at the peak of his talents raising the curtain on our shared human comedy. Okay, so can I just say that's hilarious to me that this won a Pulitzer Prize because it sounds like your like standard chiclet novel. Yeah. Which I'm not even shitting on because I love some good chiclet, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, that right there is like, eat, pray, love. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. in a nutshell. And I just think it's funny because it's like, those books get no literary credibility of, oh, it's just kind of like, that's like for women. That's just to like, appease them where I'm like, oh, you have a breakup, and so you travel the world and live your best life, and sure, I'm down for it because I love some good chiclet, but this shit won a Pulitzer. It better be insightful as fuck. I mean, my thought is, like, this is a try-hard book, 
and I don't want to hate it before I read it, so I'm going to try to be open-minded. You're going to try hard not to think of it as a try-hard book. Well, okay, I mean, the way that even this book jacket starts is you were a failed novelist about to turn 50. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so just going to be like a... <laughs> this is going to be like a poor me, but not poor me. I'm a satire, but poor me anyway. Sure. I also, I'm like... Yeah, also, so. you can't say yes. It would be too awkward. And you can't say no. It would look like defeat. You can definitely say yeah, no. Why would it look like defeat to say no that I don't want to go to my ex's wedding? That yeah. seems pretty normal. So normal. Like, thanks for doing the common courtesy of inviting me, but of course I'm not fucking going. Mm-hmm. That's what's the politically correct yes, exactly. answer here. You send the invite. They say no. Everyone and feels everyone, good about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's... The whole premise of this novel is false. Yeah, like, you're starting there. Actually, you could have said no, and the novel could be done, but yeah. thanks for trying. The I will say the part that you talked about that kind of piqued my interest was, like, the satire of the American abroad. Just because, I'm like, all these people, you know, present company being me included, who doesn't love to be like, I am an American, and I went abroad one time, and it was great, and I learned everything, yeah. and I'm so insightful from that one time I lived in another country, and then you think about, like, how you act in that country, and you're just so mortified, because you're like, I was that idiot American, and everyone was judging me, as they should, so oh. I look forward to judging him and pretending I've never done such stupid things. You just reminded me of my least favorite thing in the entire world. Which is? I don't even want to tell you, because as soon as I tell you, it's going to ruin your day, and it's going to ruin the listener's day. It's going to ruin everyone's day right now when I say this thing that is my least favorite thing. Tell me. You know sometimes when you're just driving or you're like laying in bed about to go to sleep and all of a sudden something pops into your head and it's like the most mortifying thing you've ever done and you're like, I can't stop thinking about how mortifying that was. Like how terrible. Why did I do that? I can never make it right. This will be with me for the rest of my life. No big deal. Exactly. And you're sitting there being like, oh my God, I did that. I did that. Everyone knows I did that. Yeah. And now my life is ruined. And you just can't think it. I don't know. I was thinking about it today and I'm trying to remember what it was because it was really bad. I mean But there's so many. And actually I probably wouldn't even say it on the air if I if it came to mind. Yeah, I mean it can be pretty tough when you really think of like the truly atrocious things you've done. I remember what it is. Okay, tell me. So and this is like this is so dumb, but I could not like So I was living with my parents and I was like dating this guy kind of, but Mm -hmm. mostly we were just like friends and like we had the same social circle of friends and we hung out all the time. Like all of our group of friends hung out together all the time. You're like part of the same crew. Yes, exactly. And like within his group of friends, they, they like coached a kid's basketball team and their kids got into the championship of the basketball game basketball team and so like everyone was going to like watch them like play the championship CYO basketball game okay and it was what did you do I didn't so so my mom knew that I hung out with these people all the time it was my mom's birthday that day and she was like I was like oh I'm gonna go to like see this CYO thing during the day and then I'll like come with you to dinner afterwards and Uh she was like oh I want to go like that would be fun how old were you Oh, I was like 25. Okay. And um, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so, like, I didn't think it, it was a big deal because I like, live with my parents and hang out with them all yeah. the time. And it was like a group of friends things. Anyway, my parents came to the game. It was fine. We left. Like, it wasn't, to me, didn't seem like a big deal at all. And then he, like, stopped talking to me afterwards because he was like, he was like, he's like, oh, like, we're, this is like moving too fast. Like you introduced me to your parents. Oh my God. And I was like so mortified because there was no way that I could explain it. That wasn't like, oh yeah, obviously that's what you thought. Yeah. But like in my mind, it didn't seem that way at all. And then it like ruined that whole, like I couldn't even hang out with them anymore because it was just so embarrassing. And you're like, like, that was not even what happened. Like it was totally innocent. But then you think about it and you're like. Oh my god, I was the weirdo that was like me, my parents. Exactly. Because I live with my parents, I hung out with them, and I like liked them, and it was her birthday, and she wanted to come, and I was like, oh, I like introduced you to my mom on her birthday. Oh my god. I know. It's pretty. 
Isn't it's like, and I kept replaying that, and I'm like, why did I ever think that was an okay thing to do? Do you want to hear something way worse? Yeah. And not way worse, but like pretty bad. Um, so I dated a neighbor for a while, which like so many <laughs> better, news. yeah, so many better stories about it. But like for four months, it was so convenient because it'd be like, hey like walk down to my house and like it's just the easiest situation of my life um but then so I still live with my parents my parents were out of town for a time and then he was like oh come walk down to my house and I was like oh no you should walk up here because you know I don't want to fucking leave my dogs yeah. I have dogs to think about and so he's like oh okay but like I had planned, like, oh, shit, like, he's coming over, I gotta wash my sheets, all this stuff, because, like, a full-on, my room is uninhabitable, even (laughs) by me, like, cannot bring anyone there, um, and then I fell asleep, and just, like, took a nap, and woke up, and he was knocking on my door, and I was like, oh, no, like, I can't let you in, but you know I'm here, so I let him in, and I was like, well, this is weird, and so then when it was time to go to bed, I was like, well, we're just gonna sleep in my parents' room. Oh, and he no. was like, "No, that's super weird. Like, I don't want to do that." And I'm like, "It's fine. I just don't want to walk downstairs." And it was like a whole thing. And so we ended up like sleeping in my parents' room and hooking up, obviously. And the whole time he was like, "This is super uncomfortable because it's like it's my parents' room. Like they've got pictures of us as babies up. Like it's fully oh like God. dated with all the parents' room stuff." <laughs> And he was so weirded out. And I was like, yeah, but, like, I just, it's fine. It's fine. And then in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was like, God, I really just, like, hate the sheets on my parents' bed. And I just decided, mind you, like, I hadn't been drinking anything. There's no excuse for any of this. But I was like, I'm just going to, without saying anything, go downstairs. I left him in my parents' room. And I went downstairs into, like, my trash of a bedroom and fell asleep. And then I, like, woke up in the morning and he was, like, in my room just kind of looking around, like, what the fuck? Because this is, like, dirty underwear, like, hanging from the rafters. (laughs) Like, it's, like, a full-on situation. And not, like, dirty, sexy underwear, like my granny panties that you don't wear in front of anyone. And he was, like, so I'm gonna go. And I was, like, all right, well, I'll see you around. And we never hung out again. Oh, my God. And I think about it, and I'm like, that was my bad. (laughs) (laughs) But it was also just, like, from this weird place of, like, I know I should care, but, like, I can't care enough. Like, I want a nap, and then, like, I actually want to get a good night's sleep. That's just proof you, like, didn't like him in the first place. Yeah, but it is something. But it's something in the middle of the night I'll be like, why? Like, why didn't I just not answer the door and be like, shit, I went out with friends or something, like... There were so many times I could have stopped it or, like, okay, like, we're going to hook up on the couch and then you can walk five feet down the street to yeah. your house. Yeah. But I was like, no, it's fine. Let's let's get into my parents' bed. That won't be weird. And then I don't want to be here, so I'm going to leave you in my parents' bed and go start a new life in my bedroom. <laughs> and, yeah, I have no regrets about that oh whole situation. God. But I'm assuming that's what this book is going to be. It's just that decision one after yeah, another. Yeah, I'm sure... And I don't know if I want to deal with it. (laughs) I know. Well, but like you said, it's something where you just think back and you're like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, I have no excuse. Yeah. Well, it's like... So many opportunities to avoid. Yeah. And then you look back and you're just like, you you have to relive that embarrassment over and over again in your own brain. It's like torture. And I will say, like, I've had more embarrassing moments than that, but that was the one where I was just like... This was solely caused by me. Like, there was no weird magic of the universe at play. Mm. But speaking of weird magic of the universe at play, what's your most embarrassing moment of all time? Asking for a friend. I have to think about that. I mean, there's a solid chance that I don't remember it. Because you've, like, blocked it yeah, out mentally. Yeah, because I'm really good at blocking things out. And it's only when I'm on, like, really long road trips by myself that, it that all of you. a sudden something triggers it. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, my, oh my God, God, I did that. I'm triggered right now. Uh, or, you know, sometimes when you're, like, I do this frequently when I leave a meeting. And then I think about, like, something I said in the meeting. And I'm, like. So much regret. Or. Like, I learned something later on, and I'm like, I was saying that thing wrong this whole time, or, like, Like using this cons... Yes, exactly. It was, like, a mesopotamia moment, and it just, like, it's humiliating, 
And I, because you know everyone knew and no one called you out on it. And you're just like, oh my God, I live yeah, like this. Thanks everyone for letting me just go down that path. That's also something I will say. Like, that is not even girl code. That's human code. Like, if you see someone and they have like toilet paper in their shoe or their flies unzipped, you got to tell that person. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they will be so appreciative of you just being like, Hey, you've got a situation and I think you're better than this. Because mm-hmm. when you don't say anything, it's telling the person like, I don't think you're capable of more. And people usually don't That's tell accurate. me when my flies unzipped just for the record. That's who I am. As a no person. one says anything to me ever at work god it's really really weird and i try to be nice to everyone do you mean they don't say anything to you period or like when you no. do something embarrassing they don't say anything to me nobody says anything to really? me it's like so it's just so... like a quiet culture or you think yeah, you are I just personally like... hated both oh man i think i'm rough. personally hated and also it's a quiet culture and i think i'm personally hated because it's a quiet culture and i'm not quiet you know what it is though i think i work in a place where people are not like young and fun Mm -hmm. or even old and fun people are just not fun and so they're old and young but they're not fun it's like it's it's so obviously i'm not going to tell everybody where i work but i work in a place she works in a place you guys that's very like social justicey and so like everyone is a social justice warrior and i'm like same but i still like to make fun of people all the time and like i feel like i make jokes and they're not... I mean, the joke's like we make here, which yeah. I'm like... Totally appropriate for the You know that I don't want to <laughs> kill 15 babies. Do I? I just feel like whatever I said was funny. Mm-hmm. And they're like... They look at you and they're like, oh, that's mean. I'm like, oh my, oh God, my God, get over I it. I hate when you make a joke and someone's like, that's mean. And I'm like, okay, you can tell me like, that's sexist or that's racist. Yeah, or that's like, like, and you, I'm like, like you've crossed like, this specific like, line. Like, be better. But like, yeah. that's mean. I'm like, no, it's not mean. Yeah. That person sucks. You're like, this is just a funny joke. And by you saying that's mean, you've made it way more serious than it needs to be. And we should all be able to laugh at each other and ourselves. And exactly. Less seems like a book where it's like we're laughing at the main character. I'm hoping if it's not funny, I'm going to be really disappointed. But just even like reading about it, I'm like, it kind of reminds me of what the hell is it? It's the first book we read. Confederacy of Dunces. The Confederacy of Dunces. Because yeah, um, it's like a failed writer and his shit show of a life. I can totally see that. I think, like, what it seems like the key differences is obviously Ignatius Riley in The Confederacy of Dunces has no self awareness. And it seems like in this book that might be different. Because in Maybe order he's to like be. like drowning in self awareness. Oh, yeah. That's a possibility. Well, I would just say, like, in order to be embarrassed, you have to have self-awareness. And I think that's why you and I are so easily embarrassed is because we're, like, super sensitive to what everyone around us thinks, which is a really good motivation for starting a podcast because it's not like people have harsh opinions or anything. Well, the nice thing about starting a podcast is that... No one can see how ugly we are. Yeah, and I we're not very good at promoting it, so... <laughs> The only people who listen to us really like us. <laughs> like, Thanks, friends. Wow, like way to way to make our listeners feel like they're part of the cool club. You here. are part of the cool club, listeners. We love you. Yeah, way to be part of the cool club. Apparently, it's just you, mom. Hey. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. I love no, you. I, Sorry, I, I had like, sex in your bed. Oh my god, ew. Mom. I genuinely feel like I have a connection to the people who listen to this podcast because it's like the same people. Who listened to this Can you podcast on a weekly basis? I can't see who it's in. Who is? Who it's in? Who it is? Oh my god! All of these dregs of wine are really going in your head. I can't see who it is, but it's the pretty much the same number of people who listen every week, and I can't imagine that that's a full rotation of different people every week. I should. Oh my god! Stop you're talking. so drunk, and I'm I not, love it. I'm not drunk. I'm so. This is what's happening to my tongue right now. Okay. Tell I, us everything. I had to drive a lot today, and, and your tongue just got tired. Wait, no, there's more. And while I was driving, I decided it was prime time to start practicing my French. I have this app. You're so embarrassed. I have this app, and so I was trying. I'm trying to learn French, and it's really hard. And I usually do the 
the little lessons are half an hour each, but because I was driving for like three hours, I did three of them. And by the end of it, I felt like my tongue was so tired from oh saying French things because you, you say things really differently and you use sounds that you don't normally use. And so you have to like make weird shapes with your mouth. And I was like, mm, tired. I get it. So your mouth is drunk. My but mouth you're is fine. my mouth is fatigued. It's been doing mouth push-ups all day. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty sexual. French mouth push-ups. Like, hey, babe, you want to come over so I can do some mouth push-ups on you? Well, the thing is, is I'm that gonna use that. <sighs> I'm still. Single. And then you just speak Call to me. them in French. Yeah, it's still. Pretty you're like, sexy. this is me. Just this is my mouth push-up. What did you think it was gonna be? Why are you so pervy? Um, so if you thought of your most embarrassing moment, is that it? Because I feel like that's pretty embarrassing. No, I haven't thought of my most embarrassing moment, but I feel like you have one, so go. No, I just feel like you have so many, and I'm really, like, this whole time I've been weeding through, like, which one's the most embarrassing. I know, and I feel like I should give mine first, because I feel like there's no way mine's going to top top yours. Well, but that's why I'm even just, like, what just comes to mind immediately, too, right? And I feel like the one that just really... To this day, when I think about it, I start to get uncomfortable. It's hard, because I'm like, it actually, like, I experienced it very personally. Like, no one saw this happen. However, so I was working at a company, and it was like, I was having tech issues. Mm. And so they had to log into my computer to help me fix it. So I'm on the phone with this person. We had this company, like, intranet. So you can look up, like, who people are. So obviously it's like I'm in this one location. I'm talking to someone else across the world. And I'm like, I'm just going to look and, like, see this person I'm talking to. It's a normal thing to do, you guys. It's totally normal. Um, So I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's who this person is. No big deal. And then I have this page up as I'm speaking to this guy, like, hey, this is my issue, whatever. And then he lets me know, like, hey, I need to, like, log into your computer to, like, figure out what's going on. So he's remoting in, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I have his, like, picture up on my computer. So I'm, like, frantically clicking, like, trying to close everything. And I'm like, cool, I got out of that window. Click accept. Like, come on in, dude. He minimizes all my screens. And, like, in my flurry of freakout, Somehow I had like right clicked set as background to that picture and it was tiled across my desktop like a hundred pictures of just this like headshot back to back to back to back to back (laughs) and it was just silence of like him (laughs) seeing that and me knowing that he was seeing that and I totally tried to be like ha ha I thought it would be a really funny joke if I were to do that. And then you were to get into my computer and see that, and it would be hilarious. Like, and this is how I explained it to him. Like, isn't this so funny? Oh, my I am God. just the office prankster, as they all say. <laughs> and to make, like, matters ten times worse, he didn't laugh at all. He was like, okay. I'm going to go into your settings. And, and he was just like a consummate fucking professional. I hate consummate professionals. It was the worst. So he like didn't acknowledge it. So for like 15 minutes, I'm having to sit there and I'm like, get out of my computer so I can change my goddamn background, you monster. Um, and that one was pretty bad. Because I will say like most of my embarrassing moments, at least the people around me are like, holy shit, that's embarrassing. And they'll laugh with you. The worst thing that could ever happen is like, People don't laugh with you. They feel bad for you. And this uh, guy was like, I don't know what's going on, but I pity the fuck out of you. <laughs> so, Pity that's is mine. the worst. Yeah, there was a lot of pity happening. He was just like, this bitch. Anyways, you gotta change your settings. That's horrifying. You're welcome. I'm what's really yours? glad that didn't happen to me. I don't know, but I'll think about it. Because I'm sure it's gonna come up and I'm gonna remember it at some point. Okay, well maybe we can revisit that next week, but... Um, in the meantime, do you want me to tell you why there was no Pulitzer Prize winner in 2012? Do you know? Well, Wikipedia told me. Okay, let's hear it. So. All the books sucked that year? No. So this has happened actually 11 times in the history of the Pulitzer. When did the Pulitzer start? I think 1918. Okay. Um, let me just double check. Yeah, don't mislead 19, our audience. 1918. The first was His Family by Ernest Poole. Never heard of it. It's about the life of a New York widower and his three daughters in the 1910s. Sounds like quite the read. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know how many of these I've I've read, but I should probably go back and maybe we should do this as our book club when we run out of suggestions from people. Anyway. Well, apparently if we have the same fixed audience every week, we're bound to run out at some point. But I mean, podcast listeners are logarithmic in the amount of books that they that they have it's read. It's true. They can always suggest more. It's not like we have one book per listener. Yeah. So guys, like keep keep <laughs> giving us If you've already given us a suggestion, give me more. Which give me more. I love give it. Me, give me more. 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 <laughs> give me, give me more. Thank you. Um, continue. Okay. So in 2012. Um, they didn't... Oh, good. We have more drinks. We didn't, but that's that's a Pinot that's a few days old, so... What am I, fancy? It was good enough when I started it. Um, you can have it. Well, I want a little bit. Glug, 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 glug. Wow, Do you want more than that? It was literally a tablespoon. I know. No, it's okay. It's fine. I don't need all of this, I have to wake up really early. God, you're so embarrassing. I know. Um, okay. So, what happened was... There's a three-member panel of Pulitzer people, and they nominate three. They nominate. They nominate three books. So they each nominate a book, and then, well, I don't know if they each nominate a book, but three people nominate three books. They it's then like send those three books, books to the twenty-member Pulitzer Prize board. And because no book received a majority of the votes from the board members, no prize was given. Bullshit. But 20 divided by 3 means that at least one has to get a majority, right? Does it? Because depending on how the votes stack up, it seems like it's possible that there could be, like... I mean, the closest... Oh, maybe it's 7, 7, and 6. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not like there's... Three right. or nine books at stake. Guys, we're doing math in real time, and we're not nailing it, but we're not wrong, necessarily. I bet you that's probably what happened. So I bet anyway, you math happened. Um, yeah. I guess the three books that were nominated were The Pale King by David Foster Wallace, okay. Swamplandia by Karen Russell, okay. and Train Dreams by Dennis Johnson. I read Swamplandia. I was just going to say, I read none of those. Oh. I was read Swamplandia. Swamplandia good? Um, yeah, it was good. It was like, I don't know. If you were... I don't, I don't understand what the criteria is for winning a Pulitzer. Like, these are books that I'd be like, yeah, that's a good book. Let's look it up for next time. But, like, what do you mean? The criteria for winning a Pulitzer? Yeah, like, it's just they nominate it, but do they have specific books that they consider? Like, is it all fiction, for example? I don't know shit about the Pulitzer. Apparently the Pulitzer is supposed to be, like, noting a masterpiece. And that's why they only nominate three books. And of those three books, if one doesn't stand out as a masterpiece, then... They're not worthy. Yeah, but Oh my like, god, we're about to read a masterpiece? Apparently it's a masterpiece. This person gave a review on the front of this book, and they said, I recommend it with my whole heart. That's quite a recommendation. And what are Patrick. the other... What is the... Let me... Look on the back there. What do the reviewers say about this? Brilliantly funny. Greer is an exceptionally lovely writer, capable of mingling humor with sharp poignancy. His narration, so elegantly laced with wit, cradles the story of a man who loses everything. His lover, his suitcase, his beard, his dignity. That is from Ron Charles of the Washington Post. Adam Hazlitt, author of Imagine Me Gone, says... Hilarious and wise and abundantly fun. See, I was hoping for abundantly fun. I like abundantly fun. Um, Alexander Moran of the Booklist says, Less is perhaps Greer's finest yet. A comic yet moving picture of an American abroad. A wondrous achievement. Um, and the last one just says, like, peakantly funny. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious and Peakantly funny? Yeah. Those Entertainment Weekly, those dipshits. Like, just that review, I'm like, ugh, you pretentious assholes. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. You're right. I think it's going to be, like, funny it in a pretentious, pretentious way. Yeah. I hate pretentious things. Well. Even though I, like. We are pretentious oh, things. Oh, I'm pretentious. 
I would say, like... I, I have like, my own pretenses. Yeah. I think everyone is pretentious to a certain extent, but I also think, like, as long as you can laugh at yourself, yeah, that's, like, the distinction. People who can't laugh at themselves, I think of as pretentious. So, like, if this book can laugh at itself, I will forgive it. Um... I like that we haven't even read it and I'm already offended. Honestly, like, my main point of offense is, like, this bullshit won the Pulitzer Prize. And it's, like, hey, this book has been written by a dude. Yeah, this book has been written 10,000 times by a woman. And, like, it's just, like, fluff trash when it's written by by a woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I now have a wisp because you're upsetting me so much. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. I'm offended. Is that offensive? It is Are offensive. we being offensive? Only to people like me who can't pronounce words. I mean, do you generally like books that are of this category, which sounds to me like is... Of the Pulitzer category? Not, no, not of the Pulitzer, but like of... Chiclet? No, like someone Comics. has to go like go on a journey to like find themselves or like escape like where Don they Quixote. are. Like Don Quixote? Yes. Even though Don Quixote was more about like revenge. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's more like, um, what do you call it? Is that what is that the one I'm thinking? Of? No, that's um, the one I'm thinking. Oh, the Count of Monte Cristo. I love that I was gonna say you mean the Count of Monte Cristo, I and mean like the they're Count not even Monte close. Cristo. But I knew what you were talking. Yeah. About. Um. Yes, that is much more so. I, d- I do always just find it like a little bit. I don't even want to say like trite, but just like I get it. We got to go on this big journey so you can like have this meta moment of like I understand the meaning of life now yeah. but it does sound like I don't know it sounds like the book maybe doesn't take itself so seriously like the fact that they talk about like hey we're kind of even reviewing and critiquing like an American abroad where it's like you have these mm-hmm. huge takeaways and these life changing moments but actually like you are a fucking idiot And I hope so yeah that's my hope for this book and the fact that it's you know, so widely regarded, and Anne Patchett recommends it with her whole heart. I, don't I just know who Anne Patchett is. I don't know, but she, her quote is on the front of the book, so we should trust her probably. I mean, I feel like if you can write a book about this, then people can write books about whatever they want, which mm-hmm. means I can write a book, which I'm excited about. Well, I also do. We have handy our reader slash listener who recommended this one because I realize. That we've yet to give that person credit, but yes, cool. Well, thanks. <laughs> yes, person. We can always look it up for next. No, no, no. I have it in my email. Give me three okay. seconds. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis, or that. It's funny how we went different places, but both to songs. Well, because uno, dos, tres. What else do you do after that if not a song? I, well, that's true. I mean, maybe. Quattro. Because it's songs. Cinco, Uno, seis. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Once, dos, show off. It's okay. Don't worry, you guys. I'm 1.2 linguals. Also probably like <laughs> 1.2 from a breathalyzer standpoint, I'd say. Probably. Okay, so this was recommended by Danielle in Sedona. Oh, have you been to Sedona? I assume she was Arizona. Well, where else? Sedona is only in Arizona. I don't know. You remember that one time that I accidentally almost went to um, Athens, Georgia instead of Athens, Greece? Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing yeah, for well, you. Yeah, that happened. Do you, is that your embarrassing story? Do you want to tell people no. what happened? That can be your story. It since wasn't. You can't it wasn't my most embarrassing story. That's but embarrassing. I think it's a good that story that's anyway. not your embarrassing story. Tell the people no, what happened. It's about so travel. It was. It is about travel. Americans trying to travel abroad. Exactly. What happened was when I was in college, my roommate and I decided we wanted to Euro trip as eighteen-year-olds do, and we were like, oh, we found these really cheap tickets. This was in the early days of the internet where it wasn't just a robust search engine. It was kind of like you can get stuff on there. Sure, sure. But nobody really knows what's happening. And um, we found these round-trip tickets to Athens, and the airport code said Athens, Athens. And so we were like, what other Athens could it be? I don't know. What Athens was it, Brandy? We booked the tickets. And, like, three months later, one of our other friends wanted to come. And we were like, oh, these are the flights that we got. And she called us, and she's like, you dipshits booked tickets to Georgia. (laughs) And we were like, oh. 
What a bummer. So then her... Euro trip to Georgia? Her dad called the airport and was like, my daughter's an idiot. Can you fix this? And they were like, yeah, she's an idiot, but okay. Did they charge you extra? I think they tried us a change fee, but it wasn't like crazy. And then we flew into Milan instead. I mean, whatever it takes. It was a really expensive ticket to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it seemed like I could be flying out of the country I know. for that price. It was expensive. Like, that seems like a lot of money, but I don't know. That was also not a good time to go to Europe with the exchange rate. Yeah, big mistake. Honestly, that's even, like, my takeaway. I was also going to say, like, let's talk about our experiences abroad. No need. <laughs> my experience abroad was like, holy shit, I'm so broke. I can't afford anything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Same. two years later, I was like... I could have afforded fucking everything. This is bullshit. Why did we go at the worst time? Yeah, we did go at the worst time. It was just like the this worst time. This was like 2007, Yeah, the dollar was weak as fuck. Now the euro is in the shitter and everyone should go if they can. Yeah, honestly. Or go to Canada. It's also a good exchange yeah. in Canada and Australia. Honestly, just get out of the country Politically, why would you want to be here anyways? Sorry if I'm alienating, like, one of our 22 listeners. But, like, honestly, I don't think you're listening to us if you're a fan of being in the U.S. right now. So, funny that you say that because I had something to say and I forgot. I bet it was really introspective. So, I was talking about leaving the country. Oh, I remember. Time. Okay. Yeah. So, as an American abroad... I realized that I don't know shit about shit because last time I went to Canada, I was like, why is the queen on the money here? And I still don't really know. Does the the queen queen own Canada? Yeah, well, it's like a freaking... It's like a protectorate, but they're their own country. They're their own country, but it's still like they don't have their own royal family there. But we don't have our own royal family. Did Canada just not have like a war? So this is going to sound really... Yeah, I was going to say this is going to sound really obnoxious, but like... So we declared independence from them and we honor like no sovereign king because no taxation without representation. Yeah, bitches. And that's it. I mean, I can't tell you, like, the story of Canada's origin story, but, like, that's, like, still their royal family, too. So, like, even, like, those bitches being, like, the royal family, like, visit Canada, they visit Australia and all of those places, and it's, like, that's still, even though it's, like, they don't answer to the same political power, like, Mm -hmm. it's still the same symbolic monarch that they honor, Hmm. which is all a bunch of bullshit. I'm the only queen. Well, I just thought it was really interesting, because I was like, why is the queen on the money here? What does she have to do with Canada? I was in Canada. Will you take this fake money? You will? Cool. I'm into it. Yeah, I don't get it. And same in Australia. I was like, what's happening here? Why is everything named after the queen, and where am I even? Get your own identity. How does it even happen that, like, I mean, where else is the queen's face on money? I mean... I don't... The British Virgin Islands? Well, I know. I was trying to think, like, any... Honestly, like, any place where they spread to, the queen could be on their money, but I I don't know what currency looks like in all of these different places. Do you? You're Googling it I'm right now, are Googling you? it, but I don't actually know. Every country that featured Queen Elizabeth on its currency... Apparently, there's a lot... Cyprus, Gibraltar, Great Britain, Jersey, Isle of Man, Guernsey, Malta, Guiana, Falcon Islands, St. Helena, Eastern Caribbean States, Jamaican, Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago, British Virgin <laughs> Islands, Barbados, Belize, Bermuda, Bahamas, Canada, Cayman Islands, Rhodesia, Rhodesia, Naziland, Southern Rhodesia, Southern Rhodesia, Mauritius, Mauritius, Mauritius. East Africa, Seychelles, Fiji, Australia, New Zealand, Solomon Islands, Hong Kong, Malay, North Borneo, and Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. I like Sri Lanka. But currently, it is only <clears throat> Gibraltar, Great Britain, Jersey, Isle of Man, Guernsey, Falcon Islands, St. Helena, Eastern Caribbean states, Belize, really, Bahamas, Canada, Cayman Islands. Australia and New Zealand. That seems like a lot still. I was just going to say it might have been easier to name who didn't still have it on their currency. Rhodesia. (laughs) Good for you, Rhodesia. Way to assert your independence. I mean, isn't that crazy? Belize. I would not think Belize. Belize and the Bahamas. 
and the Cayman Islands. So many places. Why is the... You know, this is the problem with being from the United States is you don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, I think you could just leave it there. Like, we don't know fucking anything. And that's the most embarrassing story of our life. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what are you hoping to get out of this book? I'm hoping I get lots of lols. Um, I'm hoping that my whole heart recommends it. I'm hoping that it's wise and abundantly fun and, you know, most of all, piquantly funny. What about you? I hope that I like it more than I think I'm going to like it. Okay, well, that's like a really high bar to, you know... Well, I hope it's not pretentious. I hope it's actually funny and that, like, it's like Confederacy of Dunces in that it's pretty obvious that it's not trying to be pretentious. Okay. That's what I think. To be continued. Yes. We shall read less is more, all of the things. Next week, we will have read less. We'll spoil the entire book for you. So read it with us. It's a pretty short book, I feel like. Maybe yeah. Not. How many pages is this? I think this it's like, like 250. Yeah. I mean, you're wrong. It's actually like 261. Oh. How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing I'm you were wildly off. Mortified. It is, you guessed less pages than it was. Fewer How pages. How apropos. I guessed fewer I was pages. saying less because that's the name of the book. I know, but you it bet. was grammatically wrong. I almost threw it at your face. I've had too many dregs of wine <laughs> on delay. Um. So... If you're planning on listening, that was a snap bracelet that I have no idea why Star even has. <laughs> you could have let them think it was anything. Why did you make it so Because easy? I needed to tell people. I don't... We're going to have to talk about that It, it got kinky for a second. Um, if you're planning to listen to the podcast next week, which I hope you are, you can find Let's Get Lit podcast on all of your favorite podcast stations. We publish every Wednesday and usually with a drink in hand. Always with a drink in hand. Sometimes it's tea, but usually not. One time it was tea. Out of respect. Yeah, out of respect <laughs> for like what we were reading. But we wouldn't have respect like that again, so don't worry. No, don't worry. All Disrespect right. forever. Let's get lit. Let's get lit. I got to do it again. <laughs>